Hi there, I'm Mark Icero, and this is the Highlighter Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today on the show, our guest is Sonia Wong, and she is a mom. She's also a loyal subscriber to The Highlighter, and she's also a big lover of Oakland. She spent a lot of time here. Now she's living outside of Chicago, but, you know, Oakland is still a little bit home for her. She's going to be talking about those things, but she's also going to be talking about her time living in the Deep South. She connected with the second article from last week's newsletter, so she's going to be talking a little bit about how living in the Deep South may obviously be different from some of the other places that she's lived. One more thing that I'd like to say about Sonia is that when you become an adult, it's sort of a little bit harder to make really, really close new friends. And so Sonia is one of them, and I just really appreciate her very, very much and her perspective and her friendship. Let's get right to that interview. Oh, uh, hi, Sonia. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great. I wanted you to uh, introduce yourself to the audience, if that is okay. Sure. Uh, I'm Sonia. Um, I'm actually living in uh, Oak Park, Illinois, but originally um, I'm the Oakland resident for, the, you know, for about six years. I do want to talk about Oakland, but first, um, where are you today? You, We are recording this from uh, San Francisco to where? Uh, this I am in Santa Monica uh, this weekend uh, as a mom's get together. Yeah, it's my little getaway. So I'm in uh, this business center in a hotel. Oh, excellent! Thank you for being in the business center. Is it is it is it nice over there? It's not bad. I got a printer. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Whenever you, whenever you need to print. Hey, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Oakland because so many listeners are in Oakland of the highlighter, and then mm-hmm. we've had this highlighter happy hour that is really popular that a lot of people go to, and and I also work a lot in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, can you say a little bit about how you got to Oakland? And it seems like you really love it. So can you say a little bit about that? Um, yeah, so we have our daughter about like six years ago, and that's the moment it was in San Francisco, and we we know that that we needed more space. Um, so that's how we uh, you know crossed the bay, and then we found this condo right by Lake Merritt, and we had the beautiful lake view. Um, that's why we uh, you know settled in Oakland, and I fall in love with. It. I feel very deep, strong about Oakland. I wish I would have lived in Oakland sooner. Yeah, because you've also been in Chicago where you are now and then also in New York, right? Right, yes. So what is it about Oakland? Because a lot of people are also saying that Oakland is even preferable to San Francisco. What did What did you love about it so much? Um, I like the weather. It's a little bit sunnier and warmer. Um, and just the community feel, like the diversity. I... I feel very easy as I living in there. It's just very comfortable uh, as it as it is, and it's the you don't have the San Francisco traffic not as bad, and you pretty much can get around. You know, simple as a, as a, at the time like a mom, like it's very very good um, to raise your child with. Yeah, yeah. And, 
And also, you have said that, you know, you moved because of your kid, and also you probably had to get a school for your kid as well. And so mm. can we talk about that a little bit? Right. So um, my husband and I have very two different philosophy. I think he wants the, the Montessori teaching uh, earlier in her life already, that he already do his research about, um, you know, basically raising your child as a Montessori kid. I, at the other hand, I'm more like, you know, play bass, let the kid be kid, you know. Um, so we went through, like, actually very young, early stage, like when she was five months old. We were already visiting school, uh, talking to the principal, talking to the school, talking to the parents and doing research. Long story short, um, we settled with the school that he wanted it. Um, so it's in uh, somewhere in the Fulville area. Um, it's a little small um, Montessori school. And what did he like about the Montessori? Because didn't you also try Montessori um, when you moved to Chicago? Yes. Uh, so it's very different. So what he likes about Montessori is that he wanted her to be like the structure, the independency. Um, like the system, like basically he enjoyed that when he visited that he liked the children is also like um, home is also like a, is like a work, but learning at the same time, but the environment is like a very home, homey feel. Um, they're participating with the housework to learn and also like they're pushing the child children to this limit of like basically thrive, um, you know, like be a, a assertive like like they know what they want and so he wanted that um, for our child for our daughter to to have especially coming as me and him while both our backgrounds chinese background chinese family background i think being assertiveness is something that we struggle even as a you know as it's not something that we sometimes feel we don't have you know yeah yeah that's a good point because like um when with Montessori, I do know that there's work to do, and then it's very independent, and then there's a lot of advocacy that the that the kids have to uh, have to go through and have to right. do for themselves. But then right. now, now that you moved to Oak Park, you chose public school. Is that right? Yes. And and yes. why and why did you do that? And and how is she doing? Does she like the new school? Oh, she loves the school. We actually see the other side of our daughter that I, um, you know, I feel like the happy and then the, the personal enrichment that is just so fast. So she's in public school since uh, uh, the end of August. And we had this conversation recently, me and my husband's like, wow, like her academic and her confidence level actually was in this thrive in that short period of time that we didn't anticipate seeing that when we first moved to Chicago and putting her in a small another Montessori school. So that was actually we were just kind of, oh did I make a wrong decision I should have when she turned closer to five to kindergarten should we just put her into the regular school because some of the things we noticed that uh, Montessori I think is great for younger two to four um, to teaching the children to be independent, to know what they need to do and, you know, stuff like that. But I think there's, when she was four to five-ish, because um, it's a missed age group, so she was grouping it up with a lot of uh, younger children, because I think that's also Montessori's system. So she became, not, she's not progressed, she's actually going, you know, 
backwards. She's doing a lot of things like the little kids were doing. Um, and she wasn't learning as much as we, we like her to do. Her reading was not uh, improving. And they, so that, that's, that was the biggest concern that we thought, oh, maybe we should have put her to a regular school. And, and what, is she, what does she like now most about her new school? Actually, the funny thing, she says she loves math. <laughs> she really enjoys math. Um, and she wants to, and she actually really like reading. She has a, a two little uh, reading partner. So, um, you know, she is enjoy reading. She enjoys writing story and writing a book. So I see that my happy child, like, is coming back. And I'm pretty, pretty happy. Like, you know, I, get, I feel confident that this is probably the better environment for her. Yeah, yeah that sounds really great. I'm happy that you found a good place for her and you know you also said that you're on this weekend you know with some some friends who are also moms and one of the biggest i don't have kids so obviously (laughs) it's hard for me to go into this uh, debate but there is this major debate about public versus private and what's best for your kid and also what's best for your society and so what what do you believe about that and then what do some of your friends say are most people are most people caring only about their kids, you know, and what's but you know, obviously you want to do the best for your kid, or right. are, there, are 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 there other things that people think about? Well, this is interesting because so one of our mom friend that she just lost a bit in the house in Piedmont, and obviously they went through this whole year uh, house searching, bidding war because they want to go into the Piedmont assistant school, so. It sounds like we also were going through that before we moved to Chicago. So, so it's like the parents is always they they all want to go and live in a better school district, but then they realize it's actually so much harder. The price is outrageous in the real estate price, and no, not everybody can move their kid to Piedmont. So. Then we start talking about, well, should we just enjoy where we live and what we like about our community and send our kid to, to the private school or, you know, what will you do? You know, what is your decision? Or should we just buy into this and get into this huge, you know, investment or the, the house and then our kids in there. And then I have one mom that I'm really close to. She lives in Piedmont and we know each other through the private school, um, the Montessori school. Um, she told me that somehow now she's not sure how she feel about public school as well. So it was very interesting, like the, the struggle, you sort of like kind of, you find out where you're going to live and only because of school or, you know, the neighborhood. Um, so, and they're not even sure they even like their community, you know, at all. It just, they had to be there for the school and that's end up being the, the focus of the life right now, so. Yeah, it's interesting because I remember even my parents uh, growing up, they said, yeah, the reason that we decided to live in the school district is just because we heard the school was good and they didn't even know anything about the the neighborhood. So there's people because of how public schools are drawn. There's a lot of there's a lot of families who are just choosing a neighborhood because of the schools around it. Yeah, um, that's pretty where we are right now because, yeah, that's what we also do with Oak Park. We don't know much about it, but we know it's a good school district. But now we learn to love it, and it, it has been great. So that's what they're feeling. I, I think, um, so last night, we actually, all of us have this decomfort 
uh, conversation and we'll, so, you know, like, what should we do? So one mom moved further out into, uh, you know, deeper area just for the school district, but not to have to suffer from the housing price. Um, and now the mom right now is in looking for a new listing to struggle to with Pima. And, but she's also saying, well, why am I doing this? I really love living in, you know, Rockridge area. Why do I want to get into Pima so badly? You know, um, why am I doing that? Can I just maybe send him to the, to public school or can I maybe just send him to a private school and then we'll be saying equivalent of that, but at least I'm happy and I don't have to deal with the stress. So. Yeah, and I, I find it interesting also because you prefer Oakland, maybe, but in Chicago, mm -hmm. it seems like Oak Park has allowed you to live in a place um, that is, you know, it's part of the city. It's a little bit farther out. It's not downtown, but yeah. you also have more access to, you know, to the public schools without, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that, for example, the home prices in Oak Park um, are not going to be as high, maybe, as the Bay Area. Oh yeah, no, it's not. We actually, as I we were sharing our story, we just recently bought a place in Oak Park, and it was like ours is so breezy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit in Wobai. It's not like you know, you know, we had to offer crazy amount. We actually end up getting our price, um, you know, under the asking price, <laughs> and uh, um, and then the most amazingly, like my daughter get to walk to school. Yeah. Um, we enjoy that morning of like just three of us walk her through school and we live in the Frank Lloyd Wright district area. So it was just really pleasant. And I'm glad that we made that final decision about because moving across the country, changing her from Oakland to Chicago was a huge impact on her because she yeah. felt very deeply involved with her school, her classmates, her friends. And she loved Oakland. She's until today, she still talk about Oak Park is fabulous, but Oakland is home. You know, she want to go back to Oakland and we all feel the same way. But at this moment, I think um, what we have done is probably the best situation. I don't think if we move back to Oakland right now, I don't know. I think that anxiety of searching for where you're going to live with a price point plus the school, I, I, I'm not sure I want to go through that again. But you make, yeah, you make a good point also about walking to school, which is what a lot of parents want. I mean, I know that I walked to school as a kid in, right. my, in my suburb. It's all very nice and easy to walk. You know, when you're six years old and you can walk to school, it's very nice. And like, for example, in San Francisco, because they do a really good job of making sure, well, they try to do a good job of making sure that um, no schools are specifically segregated to mm -hmm. the degree that they can. What happens, and a lot of parents have told me, is that there's a perfectly good school right down the street, and yet they have to spend time um, driving their kid clear across town right. uh, to another school. And so they, they got tired of that, and they said, you know, we believe in um, racial diversity and desegregation, mm -hmm. but we have to, do, like San Francisco's got to do it in a better way. Oakland's a little different, but right. yeah, especially, especially my friends in San Francisco, that, they say, yeah. they, you know, we really want our kid to just be able to walk down the street. You know, that's interesting. We actually, before we moved to Chicago, we thought we would move back to San Francisco because there's a few school was really good. As we were going through with a realtor, we would say, oh, I heard the school is so awesome down that way. And there's a couple opening. But yeah, just as you mentioned, she said, well, not necessarily your kid will go to that school. Right. 
And that just kind of got us a little bit even more frustrated. And then we decided, you know, when it, the Chicago came along, we're like, all right, we're going to have to do this. Then. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I also want to appreciate very much. You've been a subscriber to the <laughs> highlighter Yay. for a long time. Uh, yes. It, it seems like you read it. So that is wonderful. <laughs> I'm very happy that you're a guest on the show. And yeah. Yeah, before we get into the article, can you say a little bit about the highlighter? What do you like about it, and why are you a subscriber? Well, I enjoy what you choose an article. So, um, you know, sometimes I don't, as a mom, I get busy, and I will miss a few articles, things here. And I like the fact that you select all this article, something that I deeply care about, passionate about, and it's just it's really good read that I enjoy your selection. And just something I'm looking for every week that just as my chaotic life and living in the Midwest right now is something keep me uh, grounded and I appreciate what you do. So. Well, that's very nice. And I do also want to say, you know, there is a new subscriber contest right now. So for uh, all the moms, you can go ahead and try to encourage them and you might win a prize. I am uh, going so, to. Yes. So be looking for that. <laughs> uh, so you were saying that you wanted to uh, talk a little bit more about the second article from last Thursday. And it's about um, and it's about living in the deep south. Is that the one that you wanted to talk about? Sure. Yes. And how come? Because the article is actually about an African-American <laughs> man who lives in the Deep South. And as far as we all know, you are not an African-American man. So why did you why did you choose that article? Well, it's, it's actually interesting. It speaks to me because I went to school um, in the Deep South for two years. Um, and actually, that's probably the best time of my college year that I have learned so much because I'm an international student started out. I moved to California for school. Um, the reason why I moved to the D South is my husband, my boyfriend, my husband now, at the time, he is from Alabama. So I decided to move closer to be with him. Um, and I have to say, I feel like my journey as a person, as a the true American living, um, have Probably those two years, I really enjoy my time there. I mean, it's not easy being Chinese as well, also in Deep South. But I, I, it can be, you know, while I'm, you know, it's not going to be the same as a black man, you know. Um, so, but it's interesting how my experience there, you know, like there to become who I am now, it helped. Yeah. 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 And, and what do you re like? What do you remember as the most important things um, living there for? So it was two years, right? It was two, two, actually two years in the D-South and then a year in Atlanta. So three years. Yeah. Uh, OK. And, yeah. And yeah. What do you remember as being uh, most impactful or most influential? Um, I well, one funny thing is college football is a big thing in the South, so that's very influential. Is that every college football you get to, you go to the tailgate, you do the whole thing, you go to the game. It was very interesting. I found the spirit that the small town get together, and it's like you know, like almost close to millions of people. The whole town just looked up for it. And if we win, the whole street's full of tissue. Um, it's just that pride, like something you live for, that everything is okay, we win this week, you know. Um, so I actually, as a big-time college football fan, and I think that's part of that. 
Um, also, just the simpleness that I remember when I was in college, that was so long ago now, we actually can't go camping a lot because, uh, you know, that's what you do. There's lake, there's river, you know, you drive out to the woods, you camp. It's just something simple like we do, you know, like every weekend we, all of our friends will get together, we'll pick a place to camp out. Um, and I think that was very special. I don't know. I yeah I don't know if the younger kid they do the same thing but I'm sure they do but it's different I feel like at the time all of our common goal is get to school and there's a try to find thing that's about natural and we just get together we cook so it's very special I I feel like there's something I got to experience that I probably would not have if I stay in LA. What was your sense um, on race when you were there? It's interesting I think I got a lot of uh, um. You know, like the misconception that I don't speak good English, you know, like that small things like that. Or they would be like, for example, my husband got invited to join international student club, although he's born and raised in the South. <laughs> so he, he doesn't know why he always can continue getting that. Um, I was lucky enough that all of our friends very warm and welcome. But I do have a few incidents at the store or restaurant. Um, like, you know, little weird look to it that you, you feel the funny vibe a little bit. Um, and I got called name a couple of times. Um, so that's a few incidents like I have. But then recently, last year, um, we went back for a 20 years anniversary uh, reunion. So we rented a house in, um, in, the, in the lake again with a bunch of family together. And it's interesting. We go into a grocery store. I can feel like I getting a funny look. I don't know why, but it was weird. And I don't feel comfortable as much uh, as I used to be. Maybe perhaps I'm more aware because, you know, with the reason the world was all this politics going on, I just feel like I was just want to get something and get out of there. So that was like a funny feeling, you know, so. So it's not necessarily a place that you would want to live now, but it's a place that you like to go visit, maybe? Uh, yeah, we talk about that. So my husband, for a while, he's also struggled, like to mention people that he's from Alabama. And I've been encouraged. I, I just thought, because he just feels like people always think that you're, you're from the South, you know, you don't know better. And I said, no, that's not true. You need to set up an example showing that not everybody from the South is this way, you know? We are, we are Asian American, we have a huge, we still have family in the Deep South, and we go back there once a year. Um, um, I, I'm not sure as where I am right now, I will bring uh, my daughter back to living in the South, but I wouldn't mind to visit and also have that Southern uh, heritage that we have uh, as our family there that, you know, she still continue to have that in, it, in her. Uh, I do want to talk about football, too, because you mentioned football. Right. And so so I used to like football and everything. But yeah. the thing with football is in the South, they don't care how violent it is. And they don't care yeah. that, for example, all the players tend to be like African-American right. and all the coaches tend to be white. Do they not care about that? Is it really a place of community for them, even across race? Or do you think it's segregated? Because it's so big. And I right. know that, 
you know, what all the games they're always talked about, especially in college. What's your what's your viewpoint on that? Um, I actually it's interesting. I never take class with them, but I noticed they also. I think they have their own tutoring program. So perhaps I sometimes run into a couple of them. I do believe there should be a better system to learn to teach and how to protect them. Because so I come from the SEC conference, and I noticed a lot of players by the time they turn pro. Their body is so damaging, um, and that's better way that we, as, as a community, we need to also advocate for those young people of their safety of protecting themselves. You know, because you see a lot of those players once they um, get drafted, they they might not necessarily as good as when they're in college year because they gave it all to the college. Um, and perhaps we are keeping in dark. We don't know. I think we just want them to win. And I agree with you. It's a very um, rough. Um, um, how you say that? It's it's like it's just all for the win. They don't know the price come with it. So yeah. Do you think that they should be paid a lot of? Do you think that college players should be paid or no? Um, I think they. Um, how, well, this is a tricky part. I think I'm really mixed feeling about it, but I do believe they should have a better scholarship um, to to take care of them well-being besides just free food and room and board. Um, but because the school is making a lot of money out of merchandise, so there should be a better way the school needs to also set up the uh, perhaps uh, just like pension plan or, you know, uh, uh, for the player, if they don't make it to the NFL, because that's going to be very few of them, what are the contingency plan for the, the, the student, the athlete, that they didn't make it poor, and how they're able to perhaps there should be a better plan using the money that school making instead of buying for this fancy equipment. Perhaps they should have a better plan for the, this student to find a better job or a skill or something or every, you know, to take care of them going forward. This is what they have contributed to the school. So, yeah. Yeah. Sonia, I, there's time for one more question. I wanted to ask you about ignorance of folks not from the South, because right. you, know, you were in LA, you were in New York, you, uh, Chicago, Oakland, you've been in many of the major places of the United States. And also you've also you've been in the South. And what I worry about also with liberals, especially from the Bay Area, is that we sort of just have stereotypes and, and we're very ignorant. Mm. Um, do you think that's true? You know, like when you talk to your friends who have not really lived in the Deep South, um, what have you noticed? Do you, do you um, defend, you know, your experience there? Or what do you notice with some of your friends? Yeah, I do notice, especially when it comes to college football or sports, um, I do get that feeling that people, you know, like that. Um, um, like they just saying that, oh, well, you know, this is so violent, this so, and it is true, it is violent, don't get me wrong. Um, it is, we just need to really have a better plan, but um, I think what we, what I see was as a school pride, as a community, as a thing, and um, I just find that it's easier to make that judgment call. Like, you know, um, for example, I hear a lot of, so my family's in LA. So that's one part of sports. And then another part is my family's in LA. I go down to LA's a lot. Um, so, but I always get the impression of Bay Area people hate people from LA, you know. <laughs> uh, or like, oh, LA is terrible. And 
Oh, granted, all that, all true. Okay, the traffic is horrible. People can be pretentious, but that's also how I feel. Something about people in the San Francisco area can be pretentious, you know. So it's very interesting. I love the the hating between the north to the south, you know. <laughs> so like, so so it's really funny, and I just don't understand. I feel like people should have been more open minded about. Southern California, there's a lot of special diversity in there, huge food things here, beautiful beach, you know. So I, I just wish people can take it what is better about this area instead of focusing on what is, you know, not great. Sonia, thank you so much. You're a wonderful <laughs> subscriber. Thank you for being on the show. You've been a wonderful oh, guest. I hope you. you have a great day. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you, Sonia, once again for being on the show. And thank you, listeners, for listening in. It definitely, definitely is something that I appreciate. One last thing before I go. We are in the middle of a new subscriber drive, in case you didn't see it on Thursday. We're trying to get 100 new subscribers by December 7th, and that's where you come in. If there is somebody who is out there who you know would totally love the newsletter, have them check it out and then have them subscribe over at highlighter.com cc slash subscribe. I think that we can make the 100 subscribers definitely with your help. And so, um, oh, there's also prizes too. Totally crazy and zany prizes for folks who do recruit others to subscribe. So be trying to do that. And thank you again. That's it for this week. I just wanted to thank you again for listening. And um, I guess the next thing is this Thursday, 9, 10 a.m., just as normal. There's going to be another newsletter in your inbox. Have a great week.